When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Box 13. With the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Box 13. Box 13. Box 13. Box. The body lay like a squashed melon at the foot of the cliff. Period. Uh, period is right. Well, what happens now, Holiday? The inspector wonders how. The inspector wonders. Oh, no, it's Holiday who wonders. I wonder how. I wonder why. I wonder what... I wonder where you've been, Susie. But, Mr. Holliday, I've only been gone ten minutes. Went down to Star Times after the mail. Oh. Oh, so you did. What's new in Box 13? Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. And now, Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Well, this is quite a letter. Your ad, Adventure Wanted, will go any place, do anything, reads like a challenge. If it is, I dare you to go to Bay City Pier tonight and do what you will be told when you board the Ruthie J., the Ruthie J. Mr. Holliday. Uh, what's the matter, Susie? You wouldn't go on a boat, would you? Well, why not? As a kid, I was a sea scout. Haven't been on a boat since, and I love them. But, Mr. Holliday, what if when you got on that boat, you were shanghaied? Susie, the word is shanghaied. Oh, shanghaied, shanghaied. What's the diff? Suppose some smuggler hits you over the head with a, a sloop or something, and... A and... sloop? Oh, Susie... Yes, a sloop. Uh, and then they sail off and dump you on the beach at Timbuktu. They couldn't sail off and dump me on the beach at Timbuktu. Why not? Timbuktu happens to be in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Oh. Yes, oh. And please tie an anchor to that imagination of yours. Okay, Mr. Holliday. But if you wind up on the other side of the world, please don't write me a letter about your voyage. No? No. Just reading about the ocean makes me seasick. <laughs> Well, Holiday, this is it. Take in a lung full of that fresh ocean breeze. Mmm. Smell that fresh salt air. And fish. Mmm. Not so fresh. Well, the letter said I was to board the Ruthie J. I wonder where she'll be. I wonder what she'll be. 
A schooner, trim and neat, 42-footer, 12-foot beam. Uh-oh, there's your dreamboat. And brother, what a scow. Neat. Mm. Like a tub of dirty clothes in a mud puddle. Ahoy! Ahoy, mate! Hey, you over there. You calling me, Mac? Yeah. What's with this, uh, ahoy mate stuff? You're a seafaring man, aren't you? <laughs> don't let these tight pants fool you. And just cause I'm standing on this sea jitney, don't make me no sailor boy. Oh, my mistake. Where's the skipper? The skipper? Hey, look, Mac, I told you I ain't no sailor. With me, you gotta talk English. Right, Gunzel. Dip that heater back under your wing and take me to the boss of this fish factory now. Ah, that's better. Now you're talking my language. Can I help you across the rail? Oh, thanks. Say, uh, is your name, uh, Holiday? Yeah, yeah. Dan Holiday? Now, how'd you guess? Pleased to meet you. <coughs> Sweet dreams, Holiday. I hope you enjoy the boat ride. Holiday. Oh, Holiday, you've been sleeping long enough. Better wake up and see what's making your bed roll around like this. Oh, my aching head. Hey, what is this? Don't look now, Holiday, but Susie was right. You've been shanghoed. You're out at sea. Well, and a pretty girl aboard. Hello, Mr. Holliday. I see you're up and around. Yeah, I'm up and my head's going around. <laughs> Bit of a blow, eh, Mr. Holliday? Uh, you mean the one on my skull or the one outside? Oh, I'm sorry about that sapping you took. Sometimes Manny leans a little heavy with that blackjack of his. Hmm. If he'd have leaned any heavier, he'd have driven me right through the deck. Uh, was it you who answered my ad for adventure? Does that surprise you? I uh, wouldn't have associated such a violent reception with a lady. You've embarked upon a real adventure. Uh, well, suppose I decide to sit this one out. You could go ashore. Mm -hmm. Now, which direction is ashore? Immediately astern. Oh, thanks. About 15 miles. Oh, well... In that case, I think I'll stay. Good. I didn't want you to decline my invitation. Uh, which explains Manny and his blackjack as a reception committee. Oh? Well, since you're in back of this, uh, just who are you? My name is Marie Gordon. I felt you might be in need of a vacation, Mr. Holiday. Oh, sort of a holiday for holiday. Is that it? Exactly. Well, great. Now, just where do we go on this uh, vacation? You go fishing with the captain. Oh, I go fishing with the captain. What about you, Miss Gordon? I remain locked in my cabin. I have things to think about. What about Manny and his convincer? He didn't sail. Other business kept him ashore. Mm. The uh, plot thickens. I fish with the captain while you stay locked in your cabin and Manny with his blackjack prowls ashore. Correct. And uh, speaking of plots, Mr. Holliday... I've always admired those in your books. Uh, perhaps you could confirm something for me. Mm, I could try. Establish the case of someone having something not his own, wishing to keep it from another person who desires it as well. Where would you put it? 
Well, in the place you'd least expect to find it, of course. Of course, Mr. Holliday. Good night. Uh, good night, Miss Gordon. Remember, the fish bite early. I know, especially the suckers. There's a strong odor aboard this ship, and it isn't just fish. But there's nothing you can do tonight, Holiday, so you might as well get some sleep. Oh, a sailor's life is the very best life, so it's a sailor's life for me. A sailor's oh, morning. life for... You're the captain? Yep. Morning, ship. Come through last night's squall okay. Uh, yeah, except for this bump on my noggin. Roll to get his tension, eh? Twelve bit rough. Rough is right. Oh, um, I understand you and I are going to do some fishing. Aye, sir. These grounds is good for swordfish. Might even catch us a marlin. Uh, just where are we, Captain? Them islands way off there is the Catalinas. Plenty of albacore here, too. Doesn't Miss Gordon like to fish? Don't know, sir. This is the first time she's hired me in the Ruthie J. Then this isn't Miss Gordon's boat. Nope. She's mine. We're just chartered for this trip. How long are we provisioned for? Four or five days. Could put in at Avalon if you want to stay out longer. I didn't want to stay out this long. Not ready to go ashore so soon, are you, Mr. Holliday? A few days fishing is just what you need. What I need is to have my head examined. That bump still bothering you? No, but what might be happening back in town is... Relax, Mr. Holliday. Everything will be taken care of. Yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering how... And what and why? Why is right. Just why would a girl like Marie Gordon maroon you on a fishing boat? What's the gag? And how is it going to be pulled and on whom? Holiday is an author. You're not even a good fisherman. You're quite a fisherman, Mr. Holiday. Why, in just four days, you handle that heavy gear like a real deep sea man. Thanks. But don't you think we've got enough fish? You've got another. There goes your line off the outrigging. It's a big one. Let him run, sir. Now, hit him hard. Good. You've got him, sir. Don't look now, but but I think he's got me. He's a marlin, I think. Let him play. Well, let him go play with someone else. I'm tired. Oh, that's, that's too bad, Mr. Holiday. You set your drag too soon. That's why he broke the gear. I wanted to break the gear. I'm sick of fishing. Captain, I want to be put ashore now. Sorry, sir. Miss Gordon will have to give me new orders. Now, look, Captain, I'm going ashore. I'm going to be there before tonight. But, but Mr. Holliday... Captain, I... you heard the gentleman. He's going ashore. Aye, ma'am. Do we run for the mainland or the islands? Neither. We stay here. But you said Mr. Holliday was to go ashore. That's correct. Lower the dinghy, Captain. The dinghy? And hand Mr. Holliday the oars. The oars? Ma'am, we're more than ten miles off Catalina. If Mr. Holliday wishes to be ashore before tonight, he'd better start rowing now. Oh, you beautiful Box 13. If it hadn't have been for you, I wouldn't be out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean in a rowboat. You better rest on your oars a minute, Holiday. Because the wind is coming up, the bump on your head is swelling, the ache in your back is growing, and the blisters on your hands are spreading. 
Oh, when Susie mentioned the beach at Timbuktu, she knew what she was talking about. There's no ocean there. Hey, uh, Spaulding. You're looking for me? Oh. Oh, there you are, Manny. Yes, yes, I've been looking for you. Now, what does the great Edward B. Spaulding want with Quiet. me? Quiet. Quiet, will you? You should know better than to mention me by name. Get in that booth. Ah. <laughs> None of your penthouse-type clientele would be in a joint like this. Have a seat, Spaulding. I tell you, that doesn't matter. I, I just shouldn't be seen even talking. In that case, hit the road. I gotta keep my rep, too. Meaning what? I'm a nice, honest hood. And even though you act and look like the owner of Tiffany's, to me, you're just a fence. Where's your boss, Marie? She's out fishing. Fishing? She couldn't be. Look, pretty boy. If her and this holiday want to do an fishing trip, it's their business, see? It's my business to get what I've paid for. The last shipment's overdue. Now, where is it? <laughs> You're sounding kind of tough for you. With the amount of money this deal involves, I can get tougher. Well, I don't know from nothing. You got to talk to her. If Marie's trying to pull something... Hey, wait a minute. You mentioned a holiday. That wouldn't be Dan Holiday. Did I say uh, holiday? Thought I said uh, Hallahan. <laughs> or was it Halloween? All right, Manny, be a comedian. But tell your boss if she doesn't produce that merchandise by tomorrow, there'll be trouble. Ha, ha. <laughs> if I told her, she might die of fright. If she doesn't come through, somebody is going to die. And it won't be from fright. Well, Holiday, you finally made it. You were towed into Catalina, hocked your watch for a ticket, and flew right back to town. If this is adventure, you'd better stick with the more dangerous sports like croquet or something. Susie. Oh, I forgot about Susie. She'll wonder what's happened. I'm four days late for lunch. She's not here. I guess she got hungry. She's not here, Holiday, but I am. Yeah, who are you? Get in that office. All right. All right. All right, now what's this all about? I want to know where you've been for four days. I uh, don't think I've had the pleasure. It may not prove to be a pleasure, if what I suspect is true. Now, where's Marie Gordon? Marie Gordon? From your expression of surprise, I gather you know what I'm talking about. Did you catch any fish, or was it larger game you were after? Not knowing who you are, I'm at a disadvantage. Disadvantage is even greater now. Now do you talk, or do I shoot? Oh, do I have a choice? No. In that case, I'll talk. <laughs> You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. And now back to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Holiday, you can run into more trouble than a kid playing football with a beehive. 
You know, I don't think this guy's in the mood to believe you just got bopped on the bean and taken for a boat ride. He thinks you're in on the deal. Yeah, but what's the deal? Come on, Holiday, talk. Oh, I'd love to, but what do we talk about? About five minutes. And if by then you haven't told me where you and Marie have been instead of fishing, I'm going to pull this trigger. Now, believe me. I caught five tuna, ten albacore, four swordfish, and a pair of blistered hands. And that's no fish story. Hey, where are you going? Over here to turn up your radio. You see, I'm very considerate of others. This is a very big gun. Makes a very big noise. I don't want to disturb the neighbors when it goes off. Okay, mister, whatever your name is. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. And if you don't believe me, you can start shooting. You sound very brave, Holiday. And I act very dumb. Now, I know it was stupid of me to accept a blind invitation to visit a boat named the Ruthie J. Because when I got there, a tough character in tight pants used my head for a dinner gong. Somebody slugged you? Yeah. And I've got the bump to prove it. This character's name wouldn't begin with the letter M. As far as I'm concerned, it ended with A-N-N-Y. So it was Manny. Well, go on. Well, while I was unconscious, I was tucked Betty by in the cabin of the boat. But when I woke up, I was gazing into the lovely blue eyes of one Miss Marie Gordon, a woman I have never seen before in my life. Then I suppose you and this total stranger went fishing for four days. Now you took the words right out of my mouth. Well, find some more. And tell me you didn't ask any questions. That you were just brought back home with salt spray in your hair, a beautiful tan, and nothing else. I asked plenty of questions. To which I got plenty of no answers. And for your information, I wasn't brought back home. Oh? You, uh, swam? No, I rode. Ten miles all the way to Catalina. There I caught a plane, took a cab from the airport, and found you here waiting for me. That, brother, is my story. You, uh, you turned off the radio. What's the trouble? No gunplay? No gunplay. Uh, great, but why the change of heart? Holiday, I understand you're quite an author. But even you couldn't make up a story like that one. So, Holiday got rid of the mysterious man with a gun. Hey, but what about Susie? She's not here, she's not at home. The start times. They'll know what happened to her. Well, if it isn't Dan Holiday, have a nice vacation. Oh, wonderful, Jonesy. Hey, have you seen Susie? Not since the other morning. She came in with a wire telling her to take a few days' vacation. Hey, who told her to take a vacation? Well, you did, of course. Don't you remember? Jonesy, sometimes my left hand just doesn't know what my right hand is writing. Where'd she go? She didn't say. She came in with a man wearing tight pants. She looked for the mail. There wasn't any, and they went away. Man with the tight pants. Manny, I'll see you later. Now, now, wait. All this mail came while you've been gone. And a box, too. Here. A box? Hmm, what could this be? Maybe candy. Oh, nobody loves me that much. Wait. What? You hear something tick in that box right now? T tick? You think it's... I think you better get that thing out of here. Oh, but Jones, yeah. Take it to police headquarters. Get it out of the building fast. It might blow up any minute. <laughs> 
You've ridden in many a taxicab holiday, but this is the first one you've taken with a maniac in the driver's seat and a bomb in the back. Inspector Blake, that's my man. You say this thing ticked? Yeah, it sounds like a clock in there. Oh, come on, hurry. Where are we going? We've got a bomb shelter down in the basement. Oh, that's great, but why take the bomb with us? We're going to open that box. That's all I need. Been soaking for 30 minutes. We're safe now. Whew. Thanks, Inspector. Say, do you mind shoving my heart back into place for me? Now, there's nothing to worry about, my boy. We'll open up this beauty and see what we've got. Holy smoke. These are jewels, Holiday. Now, what made you think this was a time bomb? I have an aversion to anything that ticks. And I have an aversion, too. To people like you come in here talking about time bombs when all they've heard are some loose jewels clicking together. Well, I'm sorry, Inspector. Well, uh, I think I'll beat it. Just, just let me wrap up those stones. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Those jewels stay here until you can prove ownership. Now, where'd you get them? To whom do they belong? Give me about 30 minutes, Inspector, and I think I'll be able to answer you. So that's what it was, Holiday. A stunt to smuggle jewels. In a box 13, no less. That Marie Gordon, she's a clever, clever girl. No wonder the mysterious character at the office was waving that gun at me. Oh, think of what would have happened if I'd tried to lie to him. Come on, Holiday, you've got places to go and some people to meet. I was sure worried about you rowing all that way, Mr. Holiday. Oh, that's okay, Captain. Hey, uh, what I came here for was to locate Miss uh, Gordon. Do you know where I can find her? She's a popular woman. Two other men come looking for her. Two men? Yep. One was a smooth-looking sort of fella. The other was a tough. With tight pants? That you mention it? Yes. He was here when we docked. Uh, what happened? Did you hear the conversation? Only that the tough one was to go right quick to a place called Rambler's Inn and wait. Uh, then the other man arrived? Yep. He seemed sore about something. They got in a car together and drove off. That's the last I see them. Captain, you're terrific. When my blistered hands heal up, you and I are going back after the mile and it got away. All right, Matt. Where do you think you're going? Well, well if it ain't Mr. Holiday again. Only this time, I don't think you were invited. Yeah, that's right. And this time, you're the one who's going Betty by. You fool. Pleasant dreams, Manny. Here. Just in case you get restless in your sleep, let me tie in bed with this bailing wire. I didn't have time to ask you in which cabin there were, Manny. But those angry voices I hear down the line, I don't think they would be coming from honeymooners. Marie, for the last time, where are those jewels? Don't threaten me, Spaulding. Manny's right outside. One call from me and he'd be all over you like a rug. I gave you the money to pay off the smugglers. I want the jewels. At first, the boys didn't want to turn over the stuff. When they finally did, I thought they might try to get it back. So you went off on a fishing trip with a man named Holiday. Why? Certainly. And for a good reason. Holiday has the jewelry. What? How did he get into this? You know about his ad in the Star Times? What about it? Well, I thought we might have trouble with the boys. 
I had to think of a place to put it where they wouldn't expect to find it. So? I sent it to Box 13. Where are you going? To pay another visit to Dan Holiday. Don't bother. What? I'm here. Holiday! Manny! Manny! I'm afraid Manny won't hear you. What? He's taking his nap. And you look sleepy, too. <laughs> Say, Manny's blackjack works fine. Your friend Spaulding is sleeping like an infant. Now. Now, what? Now, what's this about my having that smuggled jewelry? You, uh, could share in it with me. Mm. You're very generous. I can afford to be. Duty-free and with Spaulding's wealthy clients. Oh. You decided to cut Spaulding in after all. Why should I? What do you mean? I'd rather cut you in, Mr. Holliday. No, thanks. I'm not interested. But that's foolish. Think of all that money. I am, but I'm also thinking of a great tag for the yarn I'm going to write. But what will that get you? Royalties, lady. Royalties. This is Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Holiday, prepare yourself for an I told you so from Susie when she comes in. <laughs> Brother, wait till she finds out she was right about those smugglers and my being Shanghold. Holiday. Uh, what is it, Inspector? Uh, we've been after that smuggling gang for a long time. If that Gordon dame hadn't gotten so greedy and tried to chisel on Spaulding, we wouldn't have caught up with him so soon. And, of course, uh, you helped a bit, too. Uh, coming from a police inspector, those are very kind words. Well, Susie, it's about time you showed up. Oh, hello, Mr. Holliday. My, what a beautiful tan. Catch any fish? All kinds. Tell me, Susie, where have you been? Out of town. The wire you sent me said to take a vacation for five or six days. Oh, the wire I sent, which I didn't send. Well, anyway, you didn't specify which, so, Mr. Holliday, I took six. I see. And Mr. Holliday... Yes, Susie? You know the nice man that I went down to Box 13 with? Yes. Well, I told him how I warned you about t being taken by smugglers, and do you know what he said? No. What did he say? He said you were right about the smugglers. They wouldn't hit you on the head with the sloop. They'd use a blackjack. Oh, fine. Next week, same time, Alan Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. <laughs> Alan Ladd appears through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may currently be seen in Wild Harvest. Box 13 is directed by Ted Hediger with original story by Frank Hart Tausig. The part of Susie is played by Sylvia Picker. Original music was composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager. This is a Mayfair production. Box 13, with the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. <laughs>
box 13 box 13 box 13 box 13 he looked deeply into her eyes which reflected his mood like twin lakes of azure blue azure blue why does a woman always have to have azure eyes why couldn't they be fire engine red huh. as his muscular arms tightened around her fragile susie oh mr holiday i'm not fragile but i'm sure scared somebody's been following me with those legs why not I was petrified, afraid to look back even. His footsteps kept going click, cluck, click, cluck, real sinister-like. Oh, I bet that's him now. Mr. Click, cluck? Oh, Mr. Holiday, he followed me all the way from box 13. And now... Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Well, this is a brand new twist. Besides a message from Box 13, Susie has brought a mysterious caller. Somebody who wants in, but definitely. Don't answer it, Mr. Holliday. Now, now, Susie. You didn't see this person, huh? No, I, I just felt him following me like a, uh, like a phantom. Except his heels went click, cluck, click, cluck. Oh. That doesn't sound so dangerous. Let's take a chance. Come in. Oh. <laughs> Silly me. I ought to be ashamed for being such a fraidy cat. Look who it is. Well, Susie, who is it? I don't know. Who are you, mister? My name is George Flitt. I'm a, a detective. And you're Dan Holliday, the writer. It's, it's on the door. A detective, huh? <laughs> Why, well, isn't any bigger than me. But I have nerves of steel and the heart of a lion. Oh, oh, I see. And what brings you here, Mr. Flitt? Well... Boo! Nerves of steel. Heart of a lion. <laughs> that was no fair, girlie. You took me by surprise. Susie. Now, Mr. Flitt. Why don't you open the envelope I put in box 13? Here it is, Mr. Holliday. Oh, thanks. Open it. I'm all goose lumps. Okay. Well, what do you know? Why, there's nothing written on the paper. Hmm. How about that, Flit? See how clever I am? I put that envelope in box 13 as bait. As bait? Yes, I knew it would lead me to the person who put the ad in the Star Times, Adventure Wanted. Will go any place and do anything. Very clever, Mr. Flit. Oh, what made your footsteps go click, cluck, click, cluck? <laughs> oh, that. I lost the metal cleat off of one of my heels. Oh. Well, now that you've discovered me, Mr. Flit, what? Mr. Holliday, I'd say you're just the man for the job. Job? Something exciting, you hope, huh, Mr. Holliday? I'd handle it myself, only I'm so tiny. Besides, I've done mostly divorce work. <laughs> just the right height for keyholes. But uh, about the job? Well, I'm coming to that. 
Mr. Gilbert Bolton sent me $50 just to attend the party tonight. $50? I should have been the detective. Oh, you can be. I'll split with you if you'll go to the affair in my place as me. Forget the money. What's the catch? Oh, there's really no catch. Uh, only thing Mr. Bolton said was there might be a little um, bloodshed. <laughs> Well, 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 this holiday is the wackiest situation yet from good old Box 13. Yes, holiday, you must be hard up for story ideas. Hard up for brains, too. Otherwise, why are you riding with George Flitt, detective, in his hot rod jalopy? Destination, bloodshed. And you've never met this Bolton who's having the party. No, but he phoned and explained that the party is going to be at his nephew's place, uh, Kenneth Bolton. Kenneth, huh? Uh, what about the bloodshed? Well, as I understand it, Kenneth's father, that is, uh, Gilbert Bolton's brother, committed suicide not so long ago. Oh. Gilbert said the boy is suffering from neurasthenia, I, I think he said. Psychoneurotic, huh? Uh, yes, on account of the way his father died. Gilbert's afraid the boy may take his own life tonight. Why tonight, especially? Well, it seems that Kenneth drinks a lot at these parties and gets depressed. And my job is... To see that he doesn't commit suicide tonight. I've looked forward to more pleasant evenings. I, I think that's the place up ahead with all the lights on. Yeah, that's the address you mentioned. Hmm, we must be about 15 miles from town. Uh, 14 and 7 tenths by my speedometer. Well, Flit, I may as well take off. What are you going to do? Oh, I'll sit here in my car and listen to the radio, sort of keep my eye on things from the outside. Good idea. See you later, then. Here we go again, Holiday. Oops, the name's George Flit, detective. Remember? Beyond this door, who knows? But it's a beautiful house, a beautiful night. And a beautiful girl. Good evening. Oh, good evening. I'm looking for Mr. Gilbert Bolton. Won't you come in? And you are? Uh, George Flitt. You say you're George Flitt? That's right. I'm Rita Martin. How do you do? Now, let's go in and find Gilbert Bolton, Mr. Flitt. <laughs> Holiday, here's a jungle cat. A vampire right of, of Terry and the pirates. That jet black hair, those heavy-lidded eyes. That glistening crimson mouth. And something else. Yes, heavy, clawing, sensuous. A perfume such as you've never known before. That's something to remember this Rita Martin by. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gilbert. Yes, Rita. Gilbert Bolton, this is George Flitt. George, how do you do, Mr. Flitt? Mr. Bolton? If you'll excuse me, gentlemen, I'll see you all a bit later. So, you're George Flitt, the detective? Yes, that's right. Your voice seemed, well, different over the phone. Well, you know, detectives, many disguises, many voices. <laughs> Got to keep them confused, you know. Somehow I pictured you differently. Oh? Well, no matter... You know why you're here. Yes, to keep my eye on your nephew, Kenneth Bolton. More than that, 
to keep him from killing himself. The way this man looks at you, Holiday, so cool, so calculating, with piercing eyes that thud against the back of your skull. He could be one of two men, a man of distinction or a man of extinction. Okay, Mr. Bolton, I'll keep your nephew alive. That's your job. What makes you think the boy wants to commit suicide? Well, since his father, my brother, took his life, Kenneth has been extremely upset. It's only natural, Mr. Bolton. I know, but I've heard Kenneth threaten suicide, and it's got me worried. Anyone else heard him? Yes, Miss Martin. Uh, anyone else? What do you mean, anyone else? I just wondered if anyone else had heard him make these threats. I really wouldn't know. It's enough that Rita and I know about it. How does Rita figure in this picture? Aren't you being a bit presumptuous, Mr. Flitt? A detective likes to know these things. Miss Martin is an old friend of the family. Oh, there's Kenneth now. I'll bring him over. Just as Gilbert Bolton passed me, there was something familiar about him. What was it? Who was it? Come on, think, Holiday. It may be an important clue. But here they come. The man of extinction and a typical boy from Princeton or Yale or Harvard. George Flitt, my nephew, Kenneth Bolton. Glad to meet you. How do you do? Enjoying yourself, Mr. Flitt? Very much. How about you? Oh, so-so. These parties get to be a bore, you know. Kenneth hasn't been quite himself since the tragedy. Must you always bring that up, Uncle? But you know you've been terribly upset, Kenneth. So I've been upset. Why talk about it? Oh, Mr. Flitt. Yes? Will you come with me for a moment? Oh, I sure. So close in here that I thought a breath of air. That suits me. In the garden. The garden it is. Hmm. Nice. A moon, too. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely night. Ah, the scent of those flowers. Exquisite, isn't it? Uh-huh. But not to compare with your perfume. You noticed it. Yes, it was so unusual. It's called Whispering Gown. Whispering Gown? Mm, I like the name. Say. Yes? I know where they got that name. Oh? From Cerno de Bergerac. The passage where he describes Roxanne. Across my life, one whispering silken gown. That was lovely. You're quite literary, aren't you, Mr. Flitt? Well, yes and no. Just what do you do? Gilbert Bolton didn't tell you. No. No, but let's sit on this bench and you tell me all about yourself. As you come close to her, you get another whiff of... And suddenly you've got it. That's what bothered you about Gilbert Bolton. Her perfume rubbed off on him. It is an old friend of the family. She's young and a close friend of Gilbert Bolton's. She's brought you out here for a reason. Well, aren't you going to sit down? Oh, I sure, but uh, just a minute, I want to borrow some cigarettes. I've got plenty of cigarettes. I'll be right back. Something about this whole setup is as phony as a china egg. And as the crooks in your story say, better case a joint before you go inside. There. There's a window. Just pull the bushes back. Let's take a gander. Well, everything looks on the up and up. Kenneth with a drink on the table beside him and... There's his uncle coming up. Hmm. He set another full drink right beside Kenneth. Hey, what else is he doing? 
You'd better get in there, Holiday, and fast. Mind if I, I join you, gentlemen? Well, not at all, not at all. You appeared quite uh, suddenly. Care for a drink, Mr. Flitt? Here, I haven't touched this one. No, no, let me fix Mr. Flitt a fresh drink. <laughs> I think I'll just have one of these hors d'oeuvres. Here, watch it, my drink. Oh, I'm... I'm sorry. Flitt, you... you awkward idiot. Oh, excuse me. Yes, Uncle. Accidents will happen. I didn't really feel like another drink. It was your idea, remember? Well, Mr. Flett, were you able to borrow some cigarettes? I was ambushed by hors d'oeuvres. Glad you're here, Rita. I have a proposal to make. Yes? What say we all run up to my penthouse for a while? Oh, sounds good. What do you say, Mr. Flett? Fine. I think a change of scenery would be nice. You'll enjoy the view overlooking Green Hill Park from the penthouse, Mr. Flett. Oh, good. What's the address? Uh, i tell you what, Mr. Flitt. Rita, Kenneth, and myself will go ahead in my car. Then you can follow us in yours. Well, maybe I'd better go with Mr. Flitt to keep him in company. No, I'd like you with me, Kenneth. There's something I uh, want to discuss with you. Important. Well, per perhaps I should have the address in case I lose you. you that know, that I... won't be necessary. Uh, just follow me. Of course, Holiday, you... Could be wrong, but it looks like Gilbert Bolton isn't too anxious to have you find his penthouse. Ah, but you're a suspicious lad, Holiday. You've created so many diabolical characters for so many fiendish plots. Maybe you've, maybe you've become a little touched. The times are wasting, Holiday. Get to a phone. Ah, there it is, end of the hallway. Now, if Max on duty in the morgue of the Star Times, we'll ask a few questions. Star Times reference room. Hello, Mac. This is Dan Holliday. Ah, oh, Danny. What can I do you for? Say, you got anything on the Bolton suicide? Just filed those clips away yesterday. And even if this is a clips joint, I won't charge you a penny. <laughs> clips joint. You get it, Dan? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 I get it. What about Bolton? Poisoned himself. Left all his dough to his son, name of Kenneth. Anything else? Well, there was something about Bolton's brother, uh, Gilbert. He sort of taken over and helping the boy. It was pretty broke up. Hey, Dan. Hey, did you hang up? No, but someone did. Someone was listening on another extension. Hey, this is the fastest hot rod I've ever driven. We're keeping right up with a Bolton. And he's doing 70. <laughs> Wait until you shift into high gear. Where are we going? To a penthouse, I hope. Gilbert Bolton's. Hmm. Uh, what happened at the party? Oh, Rita Martin tried to get me into the garden, and I got suspicious. Trying to keep you away from your job, wasn't she? Yeah, so I rushed back into the house, stopping to case the joint through a window. Case the joint? <laughs> a detective talk. Yeah, then I got into trouble with Bolton. Well, how? By knocking a drink from his nephew's hand. Huh? Uh, what did the uncle do? He got insulting. Then all of a sudden, he suggested going to his penthouse. Watch it, watch it. He, he's slowing down. Yeah, I wonder what his idea is. Oh, he's just slowing down for that train. But he only slowed down for a second. Look at him go. I know what he's doing. He's trying to beat that train to the crossing. He's trying to lose us. Step on the gas. Step on the gas, Mr. Holliday. Okay. Mr. Holliday, are we going to make it? He made it, but I don't know about us. You are listening to Box 13, 
starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. And now, back to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. shave, I'll see my barber. Yeah, me too. Gosh, Mr. Holliday, I thought I could handle this hot rod, but the way you whipped her off the road just short of those tracks, I... Mm, not a scratch on her. Lucky us. Oh, that train must be a mile long. Mm, by the time it passes, Bolton can be in Alaska. What's the address of this penthouse? You're asking me. All I know is it overlooks Green Hill Park. Our next stop... George Greenhill Park. <laughs> I bet all these buildings have penthouses. We'll try them all until we hit the right one. I'll go around this side of the park. Okay, and I'll try the buildings around the other side. Bolton's got to be in one. Do you have a Mr. Bolton in your penthouse? No one here by that name. A Bolton in the penthouse? No, but uh, we have a Botsford in the basement. Why, yes, Mr. Gilbert Bolton came in a short time ago. Hello? No, with a lady and gentleman. Want to go up? Oh, please. Did Mr. Bolton say anything about expecting more guests? No, sir. Do me a favor. If a little fellow with a squeaky voice shows up asking for Bolton, tell him I'm here, will you? Dan Holliday. Yes, sir. Oh, here you are. Thank you, sir. Your floor, sir. Uh, that's the penthouse door over there. Right. I've got a sneaking hunch I won't be welcome. Flip, how did you get up here? You, uh, you didn't expect me? Oh, yes, yes, of course, but uh, you've earned your money. You can, well, you can go home now. I'm sorry, Miss Martin, but Mr. Bolton hired me. It's up to him to fire me. But he's not here. He and Kenneth both went out. May I come in and wait? No. Goodbye. Now what? Now what does the intrepid hero of my stories do? Hmm. He looks for another door. Like that one. He tries it. It's open. Leads into a hallway. And there's yet another door service entrance to Bolton's penthouse. And ten to one, it's locked, bolted, and barred. Maybe even nailed shut. You're some gambler, Holiday. Offer ten to one and lose. The door's open. Well, here we go again. Shh. Quiet, Holiday. Ah, there's a door leading to the terrace and voices... I'll get your ear up, Holiday. But don't let them see you. Don't you think it's a little chilly out here, Uncle? Let's go inside. Chilly, Kenneth? I'm really very comfortable. Here's the view I was telling you about, Kenneth. Better lean over the rail a bit to see around that turret. Well, don't push against me, Uncle. That's a ten-story drop. Now, 
look over there, Kenneth. Uncle Gil! Kenneth, let's get away from that rail! Don't flip you. Don't have to throw me back. Better than having your uncle throw you forward. What's the meaning of this outrage? How did you get in here anyway? I'm going to call the police. Fine, and save me the trouble. Look, Kenneth, I was hired to keep you from committing suicide. Suicide? Who, me? Yeah, but instead I'm keeping you from being murdered. Feel in your coat pocket. Ignore him, Kenneth. He doesn't know what he's talking about. A bottle? It's marked poison. Yeah, I saw your uncle plant it in your pocket through the garden window. He wanted to make it look like you poisoned that drink I knocked from your hand. Stop right there, Holiday. This isn't a cap pistol. You too, Kenneth. Don't move. Well, you must be crazy, Uncle Gil. And you knew I was Dan Holiday all along, huh? Of course. I've seen your picture in the book review pages. And I caught you a telephone conversation with the Star Times. On the extension. You get around. I can't believe this. You, you, my uncle. What's the play now, Bolton? Well, first I walk over to Kenneth and knock him out with his gun. Nope. Don't move, Holiday. I've still got you covered. Oh? And now that you've knocked out your nephew, what's your next move? Mr. Holiday, before I heave him over the rail to make it look like suicide, I'm going to shoot you. Oh, fine. Then I'll wipe my fingerprints off this gun and press my nephew's hand around the butt. Hmm. His fingerprints on the gun will prove he shot me, huh? But what about a motive? Very simple. You tried to stop him from jumping off the terrace. And you're supposed to invent plots, Mr. Holliday. But they'll trace the gun to you, Bolton. Oh, no. It's Kenneth's gun. I took it from his room. And you wanted a detective on hand to throw off suspicion. Yes, Mr. Holliday. Who'd suspect Gilbert of murder when he'd hired a detective to protect Kenneth? But why? Why do you want to kill your nephew? Let's say I borrowed quite a large sum I can't make good. Oh. Embezzlement, huh? And you need Kenneth's inheritance to keep out of jail. Wouldn't he lend you the money? Not the amount we need. We? Obviously. So, we're uh, taking it all. Clever, eh, Holiday? You're killing me. You're so right. Get rid of whoever it is, Rita. If that isn't help, Holiday, forget about writing the great American novel. No room in a coffin for typing. I tell you, you really can't. Yeah, I've got to go and see. I know. I say you can't come in. I tell you, I've got to go. I know Dan Holiday's in here and nobody's Never mind, Rita. I couldn't stop him. I've got plenty of bullets. Welcome to the party, George. Hello, Mr. Holiday. A gun. Let me out of here. Stop. Stop or I'll shoot. Gilbert, watch out. Thanks for the distraction, Flip. Now, Mr. Gilbert Bolton, you know how your nephew feels. Well, I know how it feels to be on the right end of this Smith & Wesson. You knocked him out. What are you going to do? Do? Well, since the party's getting dull, let's invite a few more boys. Say, from headquarters. This is Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday.
Come in. Hello, Mr. Holliday. Hello, Susie. Ah, Mr. George Flitt, detective. How's the arm, Mr. Flitt? Oh, it's uh, healing up fine. One of the bullets just grazed me. You know, I bled quite a lot. Say, wasn't that awful, them trying to kill that boy? And he really wasn't psycho whatchamacallit at all. Uh, Bolton cooked that up to support the suicide story. Oh. What's going to happen to them, Mr. Holliday? Well, they've got Bolton for embezzlement and attempted murder. They're holding Rita as his accomplice. And she was such a beautiful girl and so sweet, too. Yes, George, you can say that again. H how's the rod hot these days, Mr. Flitt? Hot rod, Susie. Hot rod, rod hot, red hot. Oh, how is it anyway? Red hot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's fine. And Mr. Holliday, hmm? even if I did run away from that gun, I really do have the heart of a lion. But of course, George. Only thing is, <laughs> it's a scaredy cat lion. Next week, same time, Alan Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Alan Ladd appears through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may currently be seen in Wild Harvest. Box 13 is directed by Ted Hediger. Original music is composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager with an original story by Larry Kraft. The part of Susie is played by Sylvia Picker. This is a Mayfair production. money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Say big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save big money.